Doing good, you know, a little groggy this morning for me, <laughs> but doing good. What's happening? It's, it's 6 a.m. over here, so I'm just... <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember your, your time zone. <laughs> well, thank you for, for these Twitter spaces at so early in the morning for you. Yeah, yeah no, I, I like doing them, so it's not, not a big deal. Um, I did a Twitter space last night um, for Babylon, and so... Um, just you know just all, all ready to go today so ho hope you're ready for me too i'm ready i'm ready that's awesome so uh let's get started rita could you introduce yourself a little bit yeah absolutely so i'm reda uh i'm the founder of the key foundation um and the key foundation is uh, uh basically uh an organization that has launched a cosmos sdk based chain called the key chain and what we're doing is that we bridge traditional finance with decentralized finance using blockchain technology and uh the first product that we have delivered uh, is a product product called club which actually enabled us to go get and gather uh, all the licenses needed to deliver financial products to our community. And now uh, we are leveraging all of this knowledge and experience that we've had with Club um, to be able to deliver it to the masses through Atlas. Uh, personally, I'm a serial entrepreneur and also investor. I have uh, created many companies uh, that some of them got acquired. Um, and uh, also I launched a fund uh, in Morocco, Africa, um, where we invest in early stage startups, we put tickets between 300 and 600k in early stage startups uh, created by Moroccan entrepreneurs all around the world. And Club um, is uh, also kind of a wealth app that uh, make uh, available uh, financial products that uh, were not accessible for people who are not high net worth individuals. Um, so we use blockchain technology for that. That's awesome. Um, so, could you tell me a little bit about like your mission with Atlas? What like what what are you hoping to accomplish? Yeah, I think that uh, the main thing that we're trying to accomplish is providing a fair way for people to diversify their portfolio. What we have noticed is that most people, when they uh, discover a new asset class, they kind of go all in in that new asset class. We can see that with private equity, VC, and uh, crypto. Um, and in the crypto space, uh, what we see is that most of the people who have made money during the bull run uh, in like the crypto ecosystem are kind of wrecked right now. And uh, with uh, a good uh, risk management strategy and a good diversification of their portfolio, they actually would like be better um and uh we're coming to a world where liquidity is very expensive 
where also real-world assets uh, provide uh, great yield opportunities. And basically what we're trying to do here is to provide a fair way for people to uh, deploy their capital in real-world assets that they would not have access to because of the cumbersome access to this kind of product. So basically you have USDCs, you can directly invest in uh, tokenized financial products, so basically T-bills, uh, with high liquidity, and uh, you can also invest in ETFs. You can invest also in VC or private equity deals uh, because we wrap them in a compliance way so that people could actually subscribe to these kind of products. That makes me a little bit interested in more of your background. Um, could you tell me a little bit about your journey into crypto? Yeah, actually, it's a good question. Um, <laughs> I've discovered crypto uh, in 2013. Uh, actually, one of my investor in uh, my uh, previous one of my previous company invited me to grab a cup of coffee, and uh, uh, just before me, he had a meeting with a Bitcoin maximalist that sold his house to buy bitcoins. And uh, when I saw the guy, I actually I, I was not feeling confident about that thing he called Bitcoin. So, so. I, I was like, this this guy is weird. Um, <laughs> but my investor, my investor that time told me, you should really uh, like dive into this. And as I trust uh, that investor, his name is Frédéric Montagnon. He's a very well-known entrepreneur in the French ecosystem. And um, I actually bought six Bitcoin in 2013 without really knowing what it was. And uh, uh, I took them off the platform, Mount Gox, uh, for a stupid That's reason. <laughs> yeah, no, but the reason why I did that is because I didn't like the interface of Mount Gox. Oh, <laughs> it's not about like, uh, not your keys, not your Bitcoins. It was just, I don't like the interface. And uh, so I just taking them out from, from the platform. And, uh, and yeah, 2017, my company got acquired. Uh, great exit. Uh, I had a company called Square Break. I uh, got acquired by... Uh, the largest hotel group in Europe. And, and it was like one of the biggest uh, bull run at that time that happened in 2017. Yeah, I and then it. I remembered, I remember I had Bitcoins and then I was like, okay, my God, if I like, this is the future. And I, I dived into this and I really got into the, the, the core values of blockchain technology, not speculation with crypto, but yeah. how blockchain technology is used and can be used to bring more fairness. And I really had an interest into what I call stakeholder capitalism, how we can, in a fair way, share value with an ecosystem of stakeholders uh, through a single asset. And this is how key the token XKI has been created. So basically, the model that we have put into uh, XKI is that most of the fees go back into buybacks and burn of the XKI. Uh, Unfortunately, most of the investment that were made in the key ecosystem are in illiquid assets, VC. We have uh, uh, around $4 million that were invested in companies uh, that are no worth uh, those $4 million around uh, 8 to $9 million. So there is a lot of fees that are going to be taken out of those companies when there will be exits. Uh, but yeah, the idea is that when the protocol makes money, the fees are actually redistributed to all the holders of XKI. That's awesome. Yeah, that that is. Uh, I like that. I like whenever you uh, you incentivize your users in that way. 
Yeah, I think it's the whole idea of of how you incentivize people to hold an asset that uh, brings and secures a network. So you have that long-term incentive to be a holder of the community. And one thing that is really interesting, so the key token has been used as a loyalty token for club. And even when the value has crumbled by more than 85%, we have uh, more than 90% of our community that is still holding keys because it brings them access to investment opportunities. It gives them access to uh, uh, things that they don't have the opportunity to get. Uh, Most of the sales that happened uh, from the key token actually happened from people who were more speculative uh, holders uh, that are not using really club. So also one of the way that we're trying also to bring more awareness around the key token is to go further and larger than just the 650 people in the club community. But uh, uh, like uh, we're aiming for the thousands and thousands of people that are looking to diversify their portfolio and not only be exposed to hyper volatile and risky crypto assets. So just, you know, for the audience out there, just kind of help them. What's the difference between Key and Atlas? Yeah, Key key is the protocol, uh, the chain. Uh, Atlas is a set of smart contracts that live on top of the key chain. Um, And everything that happens on Atlas uh, is on the key chain and the fees are taken in key tokens. So basically we built that ecosystem and... A product like Atlas is a DAP, is a decentralized app that uses the key infrastructure to run. Okay, awesome, awesome. Um, what has been your most like proudest accomplishment you've done with Key? I think I, I would say that <laughs> that in 2020, at the end of 2020, our vision uh, and we we predicted that crypto will be considered like traditional finance for products. So the first thing that we did is go get the licenses like if we were traditional brokers of financial products. So today, I think we are the only actor who has all the licenses needed to deliver what we do on Atlas. So we have the partners for the custody, we have the partners for the compliance, and we have the licenses uh, to deliver those products. So I think that's one of the biggest accomplishments because we worked for two years and a half and spent hundreds of thousands of euros to get those licenses. And now we are well positioned to this next paradigm of uh, crypto. Yeah, you, you're either a very lucky person or you're just really bright. I mean, you, you had the foresight to take your Bitcoin out of Mt. Gox. So um, it seems like you're making the right moves, you know, no matter when. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, I think we all have our misses and losses. Uh, I'm going to tell you that we had the $2 million of liquidity on Osmosis uh, with UST. So here, we were not mm. really lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, man, that, that was rough for the community. That, yeah. that was a rough time. We sure. Actually, the, the key had the second largest uh, stable pool on Osmosis, and it was with UST. And it, it was a, a big, big blow for us. Yeah. Would you say that was the most challenging thing that um, you've had to go through or is there anything else that has been challenging? Yeah, I would say it was the most challenging thing. I I would say because it hit us hard. And uh, even though this happened 
the asset was one of the most resilient uh, because most of the holders uh, use key not for speculation aspects, but more like benefiting from services in club. But like all of the other holders, uh, they either either like they used key as a way to make themselves whole uh, because they lost a lot of money on FTX or other platforms. Um, or like when like people started selling, like they panicked and, and, and they had to sell. So, so like Terra Luna FTX are two of the most challenging things that happened, uh, in the history of key. Yeah, no, that, and for, and for a lot of people. So yeah, that, that must've been <laughs> like almost demoralizing that did, did it ever cause you guys like to question what you were doing or how quickly were you able to just, you know, uh, pick yourselves back up? You know, most of the people in the team who did not hear about crypto before 2020, they kind of question the reason why we're doing this. Like, why do we create a new model uh, with tokens when there is equity? Why we're going through all of these challenges when we could do it in an easy way? So yeah, some people actually got into questioning. And it's normal. It's normal because like what we're doing is something quite complicated and it's like uh, we're aiming for something ideal where we're, there is a mission here. The mission is to give access to people who have not access to stuff that bring them value. You know, one of the most dangerous thing in our society that happened in the last 60 years is inflation. And the only way to cover yourself from inflation is to be invested in different asset classes. So this is the solution from like losing money and losing uh, uh, value from, from your money. Um, but the problem is that the access is not there. And like, for example, I, I will just give you an example. Um, if you want to invest in a private equity firm, like private equity is some of the most performance asset classes for people who have a vision in like five, seven years, liquidity event. Because private equity, most of the private equity firms, they invest in very solid companies and they take guarantees. They say, hey, I'm bringing you $10 million, $20 million in your company, but I want a minimum return of 20%. If you are not able to deliver the 20% minimum return, annual minimum return, then I will take it from your equity or take it from your stock or take it from anything that is available in your company. So it's kind of predatory, but most of the entrepreneurs with solid companies and have clear and great vision in their business, they're able to like offer these guarantees because they're quite sure that they're going to deliver. So basically, when you sign with a great private equity firm, you kind of guarantee to make at least 20% a year. But you have to be patient and like wait for five to seven years. But 20% a year, it's like 140% in seven years. The problem is that if you want to get in those PE firms, the minimum ticket is 200, 500K. Why? Because of fees, because of people getting in the middle, because of actors that take their commission when you deploy in those PE firms. So basically, blockchain technology disintermediates all of those actors and makes it easier for people to subscribe. So you can pull people 
to subscribe in a PE firm and then benefit from those 20% return. Uh, so I really... Yeah, yeah I, I really love to to hear the the passion you have about you know making this available to everyone. Um, for me, um, whenever like I first even learned about crypto, um, I just kept thinking about my family's from El Salvador. I remember when I was young, going to certain like cash places for my parents to send money back home, and uh, just those ridiculous fees that you would get charged. And so that was like what I saw. Um, as being one of the first things crypto could do is like being able to send money to your loved ones at, at a non-predatory price, you know? So just even with that, 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 that small uh, transaction taking place, uh, I see how crypto can benefit everyone by uh, it being, being made available for anyone, anyone to use. Uh, you, you're completely right. And this is the, just the level one of usage is Bitcoin, Ether, the thesis of Bitcoin Ether is an, a hedge uh, towards inflation. So it's kind of like hard money and you're able to send it without having to pay predatory fees. But the next step, level two, is the disintermediation of two, three actors that, you know, brokers that bring you, brings you access to some kind of product and take 20% fees, 10% fees, 5% fees, fees on AUM, all of those fees. <laughs> and like, this is a story of a, a woman I know who invested for 18 years, 18 years. She's been investing in a fund offered by her bank and she's been putting like 500 euros every month for 18 years. Imagine the amount of money that she has now, 100,000 euros. Yeah. If, she has, if she has just invested that money in uh, ETF of S&P 500, like just like our MSCI world, she would be having $270,000. That's crazy, yeah. So, so the, the, the fees are compounded over time because the actors are making money, whatever you make money or not, they don't care, they have to make money. So it's not a problem for those actors to make money, but like it's kind of predatory because if in, in 18 years you should get $270,000 with your investment and you end up with 100, <laughs> there's a problem there. Yeah, there's a big problem. So I, I feel like you've kind of been talking about this the whole time, but I want to just ask you the question. What's your favorite thing about working in the space? Um. Obviously, the ability to challenge uh, the status quo and to deliver innovation. Um, the problem is that I, I would tell you what's the least favorite things for me in the space is that, you know, the scammers, the people who oversell uh, gains, uh, which makes it a standard in the ecosystem. When you have so many people that tell you, hey, you're going to be a millionaire and, and you're going to make 10x, 20x, uh, you know, the crazy thing is that we've always said for key that we're not aiming to be a speculative asset and we're trying to create something very long term. But because there are so many people in the space telling that crypto is a 10x, 20x overnight opportunity, then people kind of also consider that when they invest in an asset like key, this is what they're expecting. This is my least favorite thing in the space because value is created over time and not overnight. 
Yeah. And like, and I know that Key has actually seen that. Like I saw a post not too long ago by Land, uh, Lavender Five Nodes saying like, oh, people thought uh, Key wasn't building anything. And, you know, you know so like, cause not everything's out, out in the open and uh, just sharing like all the things that you guys had been working on and uh, showing that there indeed is stuff going on, but people are just impatient thinking, like you said, exactly. it'll happen overnight. Exactly. It happens overnight, but it doesn't, you know? Exactly, exactly. Because people in the space are always overselling. And this is my least favorite thing in this space because they have nothing to show, but yet they make post announcements and, and they make it like it's something big. But at the end of the day, it's nothing and it not, does not provide value to the, to, to the users. And this is not how I was used to build companies and businesses and products. So it's, it's like it's different for us. Uh, but now we're very happy because we have a lot of things that we have built for the last 12 months. And we're really, really excited to share to everyone what we've been building and soon to be made available. And yeah, it's quite transformative because we're bringing real world assets in a compliant way in the Cosmos ecosystem. This is crazy. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, just, just curious before we, you know, we talk about those things that you're working on. Um, are you collaborating with any other um, projects in the Cosmos? Yeah, always. Uh, many of the things that we are delivering uh, would not uh, be possible without some of the actors that we work with, like Axler, uh, like uh, Cado, uh, like Osmosis. Um, these are, and this is the beauty of the Cosmos ecosystem. You don't have to build everything yourself because there is the app chains and there is IBC, which makes it possible to benefit from the value of all the products that are being built around. And, and this is the explanation why we built our first index token called Cosmos Core, which is for us an index towards a thesis in blockchain, which is interoperability. We consider that the future of blockchains is an internet of blockchains. And there will be specialized chains with features that can be used by other chains uh, thanks to the IBC technology. That's beautiful. Yeah, and that makes so much sense. You know, like why have to in invent something new when it's available to you? So it's a great ecosystem to be a part of because they have it available to you. It's so and it's so easy to talk to each other. So it's it's great. Yeah, that's uh, the beauty of IBC and and Cosmos. When we chose to build on top of Cosmos SDK, it was in 2018. Uh, we had like three chains uh, in the top uh, being benchmarked by uh, uh, our head of blockchain. And uh, the final was between Cosmos SDK and uh, Polkadot. Uh, but we decided to go with the Cosmos because we truly believe in the sovereignty of chains. Yeah. Yeah. I've always felt that Polkadot makes it really hard for, for new chains um, to get started there. So I, I can definitely see like there's just so many more things that I feel like Cosmos offers um, when you compare it to Polkadot. So I, th I think you made the right choice. I, I, I'm sure. Uh, no bias. Polkadot, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that's also Polkadot uh, uh, thinks uh, it should have been the right choice to use Cosmos SDK. <laughs> they, they, I think they're integrating IBC. So like IBC could become the single standard of inter-blockchain communication in the world. Yeah. So um, I wanted to ask you, 
what are the things that that are that you are working on that you're so excited about? Uh, I like for you to share those with us. Like just you know a few. You don't have if there's a lot too many. You don't have to go through all of them. But just you know just a few. What are you most excited about? Um, what what's what what I'm the most excited about is the fact that these products that we are delivering will soon be able to be used in many complex uh, products like borrowing, lending with centralized actors. Uh, we have we cannot announce it yet because we have signed a deal with the with a bank um, that will soon uh, enable quick and easy on off ramp for club members, but also in the future for Atlas users. Um, so basically, you will be able to get uh, credit lines uh, with those assets in a centralized way. So basically, you'll be able to collateralize your assets and get uh, a credit line uh, with the, the, that partner that we have signed with. So like, it's not very short term. It's something that is going to be built in the future because there's a lot of things about risk management, assessment, and everything. But those real-world assets that have strong and deep liquidity can be structured and used for uh, liquidity access. And, and this is something I'm really excited about. Oh, yeah, that, that does sound very exciting. Um, I, I made you co-host because I wanted you to see how many people are requesting <laughs> the mic. Uh, <laughs> we, it looks like we have lots of people who you know want to ask questions. There's a lot of questions in the comments. Um, so I think shortly we could you know turn it over to to the community to ask questions if that's okay with you. Yeah, I'm 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 more than glad to answer to the questions. Absolutely. All right. So let me just start off by um, reading maybe some questions from from the uh, tweets you know that the, that the we've seen. Uh, one of the questions um, was from Jack. He says, "I noticed that the first index to launch on Atlas will be a Cosmos Core index." What unique features will this index offer and how will it contribute to the overall Atlas ecosystem? Uh, great question. So actually, that index has been launched uh, in the beginning of this year before Atlas was launched, when Atlas was still uh, in a dev uh, and pre-prod uh, situation. It has been offered to the club uh, community. And the idea is to offer the ability to have uh, an, ex an exposure to the thesis of uh, inter-blockchain communication, IBC, and interoperability. Uh, the community can vote and decide what are the assets that are in the Cosmos Core. L lately, there has been uh, a vote uh, because uh, Juno uh, has been actually uh, underperforming, but also the vision around Juno has been uh, kind of challenged. Uh, yeah. and, and people... Uh, offered an ask to replace it by Akash, which has been voted almost unanimously. So um, now Juno is going to be replaced by Akash. Uh, we we think that actually the community has decided we would love to have as many tokens, as many important tokens in the in the index. But for the efficiency of the assets, we have like to make some kind of arbitrage. So the idea with Cosmos Core is to let the community decide what will be the index of the Cosmos ecosystem. And uh, uh, the Commonwealth and the Forum can decide what will be the, the asset that can be replaced uh, or uh, maybe change the allocation. So this is, this is what we're trying to do with Cosmos Core. Um, okay. oh, the, no, I, 
Yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to ask another question about Cosmos Core, but go ahead and finish your thought. Yeah, there has been around $200,000 that have been deployed in Cosmos Core. Now the TVL is around $100,000 because you see the performance of the Cosmos ecosystem, yet it's overperforming the, 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 the Cosmos uh, uh, market by 12 points, which is good. The, it's the value of having an index. So it's like yeah. when it underperforms, you actually uh, lose less. What in it's it's overperforms when an asset overperforms, you perform less, but you're like you have less volatility. Yeah. So and you've kind of just answered this question, but I'll go ahead and ask it. So if there's anything else you want to add to it, uh, the question is by Simon. He says the launch of Cosmos Core at the first as a first index on Atlas is exciting. Could you provide more details about what Cosmos Core index com- comprom- uh, comprises and how it aims to attract users and investors? Uh, it's as I said. It's the thesis, thesis of interoperability. We have two theses in crypto right now. Uh, the first thesis is the hedge uh, against inflation. This is Bitcoin and Ether, and this is another uh, index that is going to be launched on Atlas. It's twenty percent Bitcoin, eighty percent Ether, one hundred percent vanilla. So no leverage, no nothing. The Bitcoin are sitting in a wallet uh, that is custodied in. Uh, uh, a highly secured actor that actually uh, also has onboarded the Cosmos ecosystem uh, because we asked them to do it, called Taurus. Uh, it's a Swiss organization. And 80% staked Ether, so it's only protocol staking. So basically, you will be making 3.2% uh, APR on that product while still being exposed to uh, uh, Bitcoin and Ether. And the second thesis is interoperability and it's cosmos core so basically when we talk to institutions we sell them those theses the first thesis hedge against inflation and the second thesis um an index towards interoperability okay thank you um another question is by tolga any other example you can give like carbon credits as real world assets uh tokenization that atlas manage via index token Absolutely. So carbon credits is actually a very good ex- example because um, so club as uh, an organization has invested in a company called Carbonable that actually manages the carbonation projects. And we have an exclusive deal with them where we always have access to 20% of the deals that they offer in the carbonation. So there is a token called CARB, K-A-R-B. That is a structured product of all of the projects of decarbonation that Carbonable manages, and it will generate between 10 and 20% APR. So basically, people will be able to subscribe to those products and get that index towards uh, structured, uh, managed decarbonation projects. Uh, they will also be in the real world. We will make available the subscription to uh, an ETF, S&P 500. Uh, we also are thinking and working towards precious metals. We are also talking about structured debt. So if there is a company that needs money, they can pay between 8 and 12% to borrow money. So there is a way of structuring uh, those convertible notes uh, and getting yield from real-life businesses. The only thing is that uh, the actor that we work with has to provide us the, the the security and the guarantees that the companies are either A or triple A so that uh, there is no counterpart uh, risk 
with the, those actors. These are the kind of different products that will be accessible through Atlas. That's awesome. All right, so we have a question by Starboy. How does Atlas plan to address potential regulatory challenges and compliance issues? As I said in the beginning, uh, the, 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 the regulatory is that like when you are on Atlas, uh, some of the pools that are related to those products are KYC pools. So basically, the, your wallet has to be KYC to be able to do those subscription. Um, and, and this is the main, I know that some of the crypto guys, people, uh, do not like KYC, but for, uh, the sake of regulation, because we are also a licensed actor, uh, we have to, to do those KYC. So this is something that has been integrated technologically speaking in the smart contracts. Uh, if you are not KYC, you only have access to the permissionless pools, uh, which are not related to real world assets. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, so I think we can um, allow someone to come up. There's a lot of people. It's hard to pick <laughs> who uh, who to let up. So um, I'll pick one, and then maybe you can pick one afterwards, and we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah, go ahead. All right, so let me pick this guy here. His name is Jason. It's connecting right now. Hopefully, there's no issues. Hi, Jason. Hey, hello, guys. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Do you have any questions for Rita? Yeah, sure. Um, so my question, basically, I just want to know um, what uh, some, some of the sustainability plans for the project, uh, because, um, you know, a lot of projects tend to, like, have difficulties surviving the crypto space. Uh, so let's say in the next five years from now, we will see Atlas going to. Thank you, Jason, for your question. Uh, yeah, it's a it's it's a good question. The the thing is, as I said, we're working towards uh, the vision of stakeholder capitalism. So, most uh, of the value that is extracted by the protocol goes back to the key, uh, and and uh, enables people also to benefit from the growth of the value of the key token. But there is a fee from the product that actually makes it possible for a team to work and to pay them for those services. So there is a portion of the fee that goes towards the team that work and, and, and make those services available. Um, our target, our goals uh, for the next six months is to go towards 15 to $20 million uh, of TVF. Uh, so when we get to that point, we get to something very, very sustainable uh, for Atlas uh, at the size of the organization today. And hopefully we'll also onboard other partners. There is some discussions that we're having with, with independent builders, partners that wish to build structured products of real world assets on top of Atlas. Um, and it will mean that, so we're not, we won't be getting any revenue from that, but the holders of key tokens will benefit from the revenue of the protocol because those people build on top of the keychain on top of Atlas. Thank you for that question, oh, Jason. Yeah, uh, thanks for the answer. All right, Pablo is next. You're welcome, ahead, Pablo. Yeah, um, hello, everyone. Hope you can hear me clearly. Yeah, we can yeah. hear you good. All right. Can hear you. So my, my question to Atlas is, um, as a blockchain uh, project, you know, there's a lot of challenges in this space already. So what challenges is the team facing currently 
rest of the project and what are you doing in order to fix these challenges? I think most of the challenges is like the, the most important challenge uh, is around the building something that makes sense uh, for the users uh, and that works well, but also uh, that drives liquidity. Uh, bringing liquidity is what makes uh, the assets uh, sustainable and also appealing for uh, the retail, but also for traditional investors. So this is the biggest challenge, and this is why most of the products that we are launching, actually, we have two tracks to distribute them. So there is Atlas, uh, the Cosmos ecosystem, the Cosmos community, and people that actually can get onboarded on those products. But also, on the other hand, uh, we have institutions that we talk with. Uh, and as we are deeply connected with institutions, for example, custody institutions, banks, um, we try to offer them products that they don't have access to or like they have difficulty to, to deliver and we bring them those products for them. So we negotiate with them so that they can also offer them to their customers. So we can bring liquidity in two ways from retail, but also from institutions. Thank you, Pablo, for your question. Uh, Bard, you're next. Bard, if you have a question, go ahead and ask it. If not, okay, thanks. Hope, can you hear me? Yes. All right. So I just want to know about the Atlas team and um, the team behind, and what is the inspiration behind the name of the project Atlas? <laughs> It's a, it's a, yeah, uh, thanks for the question. Um, yeah, so the team behind Atlas is also the team behind the, the keychain. <laughs> uh, we're a team of uh, products, but also tech guys that uh, believe in blockchain and decentralization. Uh, most of the team is uh, uh, visible on the website of the, the, the foundation, the key foundation, foundation.ki. And uh, Atlas, the reason why the product is called Atlas, <laughs> so there are two reasons. I'm from Morocco, so like we have the Atlas Mountains uh, around, but it's not the real reason. The real reason is because Atlas is the titan that in the Greek mythology uh, is uh, carrying the world. So that's the reason why it's called Atlas, because the platform will be carrying the world of the ecosystem of the real world assets. And this is the reason why it's called Atlas. That's beautiful. <laughs> uh, Tokyo, you're next. Um, hello. Um, I just want to know about the SKI token. What's its utilities and how can I utilize it in this bear market? Thank you for the question. So the utility of the SKI is like multiple. The initial utility in club was to benefit and get access to club. So benefit from discounts in, in the trades, in the commissions, in the, the yield commissions that are generated, having access to perks. This was the, the utility in club. Now we're adding a new set of utilities. <laughs> Those utilities is, it will be the counterpart of all the liquidity pools on Atlas. So basically, any assets that you see, if you want to provide liquidity, it will be with XKI assets on the, as a counterpart. The second utility is that we're going to provide VIP tiers on Atlas the same way it was available 
in um, club. So basically you get discounts on the trades and also on the commission of the protocol, depending on the level of staked key that you stake on the Atlas validator. The other uh, utility is um, around um, rewards. So basically when you get the rewards, and this is how the mechanics of distributing value to XKI holders is going to be made, is that a portion of the rewards in API, APY and APRs in the product, a portion of it is in XKI, but those XKI are not minted. Those XKI are actually bought back from the market with the real yield that is generated by those assets to be redistributed. So either you keep them to benefit from discounts and from VIP tiers uh, on Atlas, or either you can liquidate them, or either you can provide liquidity to farm uh, on the pools that are available on Atlas. So you have three utilities on the, on the Atlas ecosystem with XKI. All right, thank you, Tokyo. Uh, Karma, you're next. Hello, can you hear me? All right, thank you for giving the mic. I just want to know what are the challenges you, you have to overcome while building and developing your project? Thank you. So, sorry, I, I didn't hear your question. Uh, okay, I said, what are the challenges you have to overcome while building and developing your project? So, if I understood well your question, so uh, what are the challenges that we had to overcome? So as I said, initially, the first challenges are regulatory challenges. And this took uh, two and a half years and costed us a lot of time and a lot of money. The second challenge is obviously working with the right actors for the emission and the custody of the real world assets. And now we have two great partners um, and we work with the uh, A-grade uh, emitters of products, so basically the T-bills. Uh, we go through Ondo and uh, they work with BlackRock as the emitter of the T-bills. And the challenge is how you make a Cosmos SDK-based chain interoperate in a safe way with other protocols and other systems. And, and this is how, and this is why it took so much time to build these products because you have to orchestrate so many uh, smart contracts and, and algorithms uh, all together. Uh, but now, um, it's done and we're happy because now we'll be able to deliver as many products as we want uh, over time. All right, thank you. You know, most times uh, seeing, a project, seeing the challenges a project overcomes to get to where they are are important to us as an investor. So thank you for asking my question. All right, thank you, Karma. Uh, Snake, you're next. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Yes. Yeah, so I have two questions. So my first question is, how are you guys, like, uh, how are you guys planning to manage your tax system? And what about the inflation rate? Like uh, you guys have mentioned in your website, and there is 1% uh, tax, uh, like 1% uh, inflation rate target. So how are you planning to achieve this? That's a very good question. Uh, <laughs> the tax uh, system actually depends on each person. So one thing that also needs to be noted, and unfortunately, and we're sorry for that, uh, all the permissioned pools won't be av made available. Actually, the, the system won't be made available for US people uh, for regulatory purposes. And we're really sorry for that. We really hope that the SEC and the regulation in the US will be made clearer in the next few months 
so that Atlas would be made available for everyone. <laughs> and about the taxes, um, most of the products are will be either self-capitalizing or generating yield as crypto. So basically, it will get in the tax uh, 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 rules of crypto gains. So depending on where you are, uh, those crypto gains need to be accommodated to uh, with your uh, local IRS, um, depending on the rules uh, related to uh, taxing crypto. Now, the inflation in Europe is very hard. And uh, the rates in Europe are not that interesting compared to the inflation. So that's why we think that it's important to offer yield products that generate around 8 to 10% APY, uh, debt products, uh, sure and safe debt products, but also uh, vaults with uh, trading strategies that can go up to 14% APY. So just one thing to know, the main products that will be delivered in the beginning of October, it's called KUSD, which is a yield-bearing bearing stablecoin backed by, by T-bills, generates 4.7% APY. But it's not only that, it's also a gateway to three staking strategies for that stablecoin. Uh, staked low, medium, and high yield KUSD. So you will be also able to decide what kind of staking strategy you will be providing with your KUSD to benefit from higher yield, but by locking your KUSD. Thank you for your question, Snake. Sarah, yeah, you're next. I'm Looks like um, Sarah stepped down. Uh, I want to thank you, Rita, for you know being willing to answer all these questions. I don't know if you um, want to have time for maybe one more question. Yeah, we can go ahead. Yeah, sure. All right, let me see here then. I'm a big Batman fan, so I'm letting Joker onto the stage. Let's see if <laughs> let's see if it goes well. All right, Joker. English speaking users, how do you try and make your documents or projects? be able to accommodate them? Uh, good question. Uh, so right now the the interfaces are in English. I think we're going to also deliver uh, in French. Uh, but uh, I think that uh, we'll have to make it available depending on, so on the geography of the, of the, of the, the regions that we're able to, to serve. Obviously, uh, for the question of regulation and everything related to permission pools, we can only serve uh, people from the uh, European economic zone because our licenses and registration are in the European economic zone. Um, and most of the people in that zone speak English. Uh, so if we translate to other languages, it will be languages of that area. But obviously, we're looking and hoping that uh, regulation will be made uh, clearer, simpler, uh, so that we can also offer the products in other areas of the world. Thank you for your question, Joker. And thank you, Reta, for um, you know, being willing to, to answer all these questions. I wish we had time to answer all of them because there are still so many people that want to come up. Where could um, our audience go to to ask um, the protocol questions? Um, so I think that uh, Malek, who is behind the Atlas uh, uh, Twitter account here, uh, can provide more information. It's a uh, Discord, but also Twitter. So if you follow our Twitter account, 
and you go on our Discord, you'll have access to all of the information. We also have some Zili uh, uh, quests uh, for people to discover our products, to deploy in the products. Uh, Malek, if you want to say something, uh, go ahead. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Uh, yeah, thank you. I uh, I just published Discord link in the in the chat, and uh, if you guys want to like uh, join in, and we have all the links available there. I'm also available there if you have any questions. To and if you have them, and yeah, that that'll be it. Okay, thank you, Malik. I just shared that here on top on the Nest in case anyone wants to join the Discord. So now you can see it on top of the chat right now. Thank you. Yeah, basically, we're now on Twitter and Discord, and uh, you can just drop any questions there, and we'll be happy to answer them with the guide users to how to interact and use Atlas in the future. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Rita, is there any anything else that you'd like to share to the community before we go? Sure. Um, thank you, Eric, for, for these Twitter spaces. Uh, very high quality questions and, and audience. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I just want to like stress the fact that being all in in crypto is not a good thing. Um, crypto is a great asset. Like, like we believe in two theses. We, we, we're not doing any more uh, or any less than those, th those, those two, two theses. You can have other theses. But I think that a good balanced portfolio is, you know, for, for people like us in crypto, maybe we can go up to 8% of our portfolio in crypto. But if you, if you are more exposed than 8% in an asset class that has a daily volatility of 90%, it's complicated. And most of the people uh, lose a lot of money because crypto is a big, big, big casino. And it's about like having uh, the ability to lose 90% of your bag without uh, crying or without being stressed out in your life. So what's the number? And I think that this is the biggest thing that we're trying to fix is to give access and make people... Uh, give them the ability to diversify more than just in one single asset class. And that's, that's the main thing. That's the reason Atlas um, uh, is, is made available and exists. And I think it's going to serve well the crypto community. Thank you. That I know that uh, some people you know, might not love hearing that, but thank you for being real with us and for just showing that you have the best, best interest in, uh, you know, in the community and, and users. Um, so yeah, just thank you for your time today. Like I've really enjoyed it. I've loved seeing how many people, um, you know, want to be a part of asking you questions to learn more about the key foundation and Atlas. Um, so that that's been really exciting. Also, I know that we have a giveaway, right? Uh, you guys very graciously provided some tokens for us to give away. So, um, I will be reaching out through the Cosmos Spaces account to some of the people whose questions we, uh, we asked here for your uh, key address and we'll, uh, we'll be providing those to the Key Foundation and they will be uh, dishing out the, those rewards. So that's how we're gonna do that. Just letting the audience know how we're planning on making that happen. Great, thank you. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, everyone. Uh, it was great to uh, talk to you about Atlas and we're happy to uh, count you uh, in as users and also investors in the key ecosystem.
Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely be in touch, you know, whenever uh, more things uh, happen and you want to share it with the community, definitely want you guys to hop on another space and talk about the latest things that are happening with the key foundation and with Atlas. Absolutely. We could do some deep dives, deep dives in the products that we we're going to offer. We yep. could get into the details. Sounds good. I'm excited for it. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. Right. Thank you, everyone. All right, everyone. Take care. There's this principle in like Taoism. There's this principle in like Taoism where it's just like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, like just inevitably it kind of starts to happen. There's this principle in like Taoism where it's just like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, inevitably it kind of starts to happen. Chirping on the bird app, listening to nerds flap, wondering why the fuck my timeline's so cursed. It's like everybody's holding heavy bags in Web3. That's why they can't fly, they just drowning in the bird bath, fishing for some dry powder. Watch how we ignite the tower, blowing up their bank accounts, forgetting how to fight the power. Y'all don't even realize how deep this shit goes. They preach an open sauce, but don't listen to the code, and now it's mutiny, community uprise. There's no more humility, futility, plus size. Motherfuckers leaking from the wrench down to the bare metal. Which side the line you bleeding out on when the dust settles? Motherfucking West Side shit, needle and noose. Sticking with my armory, Yam, Beto, and Bruce. Repping psychedelic artistry, believing the truth. Like these motherfuckers even need a reason to sue? GM fam. Really? Is it worth all the effort? Is it really worth all the fighting? Is it really worth all the drama? And the answer, I think, is a clear no. They started using Zoom, now we finna zoom out Teaching all these plebidites what this game's really all about Little baby bitches when they choose to have fits All you're left with is kibble when you lose all them bits And that kibble's just sawdust, this shit is all rust Not a great look, you're what we'd call all nuts And I for one did not see that coming Cracking open books, yo, that's a lot of money Meanwhile over here rewiring features More critical thinking, less knee jerk More evolution, less shit Preachers pretending to be teachers Y'all just predatory leeches I mean please, just look at the track record A bunch of VC rap fucks Sucking up the cheddar, the recipe is two steps Rinse and repeat Now we all in your butts And we bring in receipts GM fam, have a seat If you're listening to this, my, my plea to you it would be like don't have, don't, don't have to take a side on it Just say like, is it really, is it really worth this war of attrition? It might cost, it might cost us, a us a lot more than, than what can be gained game. by like fighting this to the better end. And sometimes it's better to just like move on. Ten spaces.